this is songwriting our way out of here. With Leah G and Marlock. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast, Songwriting Our Way Out of Here. I'm here with Leah, as per usual, and today we've got an amazing guest, uh, Hannah Bolton. Hello, Hannah. How are you? Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, great. Thank you. That's a very kind introduction. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be here and to be talking about songwriting with two amazing people who talk a lot about songwriting, so it's like yeah. a muscle that I like to yeah. exercise, you like to exercise, good. Totally. Do you know yeah. what? It's like, um, usually it's very easy for me to go and do an introduction, and with you it's actually quite hard, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, you do so many different things. <laughs> uh, I kind of put you in a box, right? It's not like, oh yeah, this is, uh, yada yeah, we're going to talk about, I don't know, A&R or uh, tour management or something. With you it's like, the options are endless. So, <laughs> I... wow. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I am. Um, that's interesting that you've said that. And it's, it's, yeah, that's really interesting because that has been a lifelong quest of mine in terms of, I'm going beyond, I think, what you said there, but in terms of trying to define myself as an artist or as a musician or as a creative, what do I do? What's my thing? I see all these musicians and these people out there with like their thing, their niche, their, you know, they're so defined. And then, I don't feel like that. I feel like I've got half a finger in like, you know, 10 different pies. <laughs> and it's sort of like, okay, I guess I do a bit of this, a bit of that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I also struggle to explain what I do or what, yeah, to define what I do. And you know what? I think, okay, maybe versatility is a good thing. I'm trying to, um, just to preface everything I'm saying, I'm on a real like self-empowerment mission the last couple of days, especially, but, um, and with all the, especially women, but, all of my friends, all of my people around me, I'm just on a real empowerment mission. So if oh, I do yeah. get a bit... Um, we need that. That's you good. Know, we do need it. We Definitely. do need it. But yeah, so empowered in versatility today. And that's interesting that you've mentioned Yeah, that, no, so. absolutely. And you know what? Like, you are the perfect example to me, at least, of the modern musician, right? Because... I think uh, the moment is not like in the past, you could just go and do one thing and focus on that. Now there are like so many things um, that you have to do to actually, you know, survive really, right? And make an income as a musician. So I think that's that's one of the things we probably want to talk about. But I guess, first of all, you know, let's, let's know how you started, how you got into music. And, you know, because obviously you're mainly a singer, right? But um, I know yeah, the kind so. of things that yeah. you do. Yeah, so probably a quick, a quick cross section of some of the things I do now, just for context, is yeah, singing mostly, vocal, vocals mostly, um, singing with Frog Leap as a guest, which is a metal covers band for people who aren't in that world, um, which is loads of fun. Not original music, of course. We'll come back to that. Um, love it. And then there's Bledig, which is a sort of jazz, trip-hop, space jazz, uh, you know, three-piece that's a bit weirdy-beardy, lefty, melancholy, <laughs> and I love it. Uh, and that's where I get to flex loads of my kind of lyrical weirdness and um, get really flowery and esoteric and stuff. Uh, and then there's, yeah, a bit of teaching, vocal teaching, some artist mentoring, a bit of songwriting. Um, there's a songwriting degree I'm helping to support the students with at the moment and workshop their songs which is good fun at Water Bear first I do walk my dog 
<laughs> play, play a bit of keys, I guess. Uh, yeah, and the YouTube thing, you know, we can we can definitely touch on this um, in detail later. But the YouTube thing, uh, my YouTube limb, I guess, of my like, if my body of work is made up of a lot of original music that no one's ever heard that I'm still working on, but it's coming. Um, a bunch of covers that people have heard. Uh, the Frog Leap stuff that people have heard, Brett Bledig that people have heard, a whole album that we've got that's nearly done that nobody's heard. Uh, it, there's there's a lot of things kind of cooking in the oven right now. Okay, that wasn't the question. I told you to digress, sorry. Already, how far have we been going? I think it's a good okay, overview um, that just showing, you know, all the sort of stuff you get involved in, which is obviously a lot. Yeah, so. yeah I think it, it's, a, it's a good cross-section. Um, I think it's been a bit of a, yeah, pros and cons of working that way. You constantly feel divided in every direction and you forget things all the time and you're like, oh my goodness, what to, what's today about? And blah, 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 blah. But also my brain is very spaghetti, so it's not everybody works that way. Uh, but the, you know, the pros of that are during this pandemic, for example, oh, I, I have a part-time job at a studio, music studio as well. That I love, um, love that. Keeps me in a mix with people, gets me communicating with musicians all the time, usually pre-pandemic. Um, but yeah, so a bit of that, obviously that fell away for pandemic teaching has been my lifeline actually um and more mentorship I think I've moved out of the vocal tuition sort of nerdery a bit which I love but moved away from that a little bit and more into I'm going to use the word empowerment again and that is not the word I promise <laughs> that I wrote on that piece of paper um but yeah I suppose empowering young musicians and, and allowing them to think freely and without too many rules mm. so anything is possible and trying to kind of get excited about that and and learning and exercising to write without judgment has been here's another tangent anyway uh yeah has been really kind of exciting for me to uh, sort of flex that muscle I guess for myself exercise the headspace and the mindset of no judgment when you're writing try anything be all right with placeholders all of this sort of stuff and then seeing young artists move from a space of I just can't get a single line down on a piece of paper because it feels, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be gold. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. It's not saying what I mean. What do you mean? I don't know what I mean. You know, kind of really <laughs> wrestling with it. I can't get anything down on paper. Mm. And we've all been there as songwriters where you just, yeah, totally. you're like 100%. paralyzed, totally paralyzed, right? Yeah. And then all the variables and all the thoughts, should I write from a different perspective? Should I write from my perspective? Is this my story? Is it someone else's story? Is it is this poetry to music? Is this um, something that's going to be very commercial and very relatable? Uh, do I want a hook? Yeah. Um, I love a compromise. I'll come back to that later with Bledig, especially. I love a compromise in songwriting, not doing the really satisfying commercial stuff that we know we all love to hear and love to sing, going sort of 75% of that, like using a cliche, for example, lyrically and whipping the rug out at the last minute. Actually, I'm not going to float off into space with you. It'll be with universe arrangements um, as we use in Bledig. And little things like that where you think, yeah, I've got your attention. You start losing it because you think, oh, a bit of satisfaction, a mm. bit of something familiar. No, that's different. Um, I love those moments in songs of just keeping people going. Anyway, here we are, fully caffeinated. Hannah's like on a roll now and way, way away from the question, um, <laughs> which was, <laughs> what was the question? How did I start doing all this stuff? I, yeah, let's I, go back. I don't know what the question was, but... Um... Yeah, let's start with how did you start in, in music, really? Yeah. Like, where does how the inspiration come from? Is it from your mum? Well, obviously, no, you so we know a mm. bit about that. But how did you start yeah. singing and, and why? And when did you realize that's what you wanted to do for I think a career? I, it's, yeah, I think like a lot of people, I don't really have a, um, 
you know, a light bulb moment where it was sort of like, you know, I wasn't like four years old suddenly singing Whitney Houston and my parents were like, this girl's so gifted or anything. It's just, <laughs> I, I apparently wasn't really interested in singing when I was really young. I wasn't exactly tone deaf, but I wasn't, you know, my mom was like, meh, didn't really <laughs> do much <laughs> for us, I guess in terms of a voice. My parents are both choral singers. Um, they're not career musicians. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, it's a hobby and it's something they enjoyed to do. Um, I grew up in church. I used to be very, very um, saturated in church culture and music really was a huge, huge part of that for me. So my band, uh, my church, sorry, had a band, not a, you know, organ. And I thought, yeah, I want to sing in the band. That'd be cool. Um, but actually, sorry, going back one foot, one stage further, before I joined this church family that became like my life for, for a time. Uh, previously, I was at a very Anglican church, very old school, um, and it didn't really connect with me. We went to this church. My parents took me to a different church and I heard somebody singing in the congregation, maybe 150 people in the room, a band at the front singing, you know, at the time, modern day worship songs um, or modern day hymns, I guess. And I was 11, I think, heard this woman, she's called M. She has the most beautiful voice, had the most beautiful voice. Sounds like an angel, total freedom in her voice, no self-consciousness, you know. And she was singing, you know, from her, she's singing to, out to her heavenly father. You know, it's a very spiritual space. Um, and this was at the beginning of my, anyway, there's this whole thing with religion and Christianity and it's all a mess. But anyway, <laughs> there are beautiful moments in my past of like this, where I heard this woman sing and I just like something in my soul, in my heart, just like matched that feeling and that sound and was like, oh my goodness, that's the negative space. That's what I need in order to express myself because there's so many things I can't express through words or I don't know, movement or talking or this, that and the other. It just has to come out from me, from my body in sound. And and that needs to be singing. Um, And I want that. And so in that moment, as an 11 year old, I I don't want to make this like super spiritual and and religious or anything. It's just part of the story. But I said in my heart, hey, God, if you're out there, um, I want to be a singer too. I want to sing in the band at church. And I want to sound like that. And I want to use my voice like that. I want to be able to feel things like that and just give things over in sounds to like get it out and express it um, and explore that sort of sound. And then all of those things happened, all of those things that I'd sort of prayed for, I guess, as a very yeah galvanized 11-year-old Christian was like, <laughs> wow, so many of these things have come true years and years later. But actually in hindsight, you know, I had... I was playing piano from seven. I lost interest when we started doing exams. My mum said, no, you must do it. You must continue. Uh, you'll thank me later. You know, she never let me give up any anything. Yeah, she never let me give up anything except ballet, which was, <laughs> that's fine. Um, well, I wasn't interested. And, uh, <laughs> and now that she was like, you can, you can drop that, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I had piano lessons and really cool of my parents to actually push me, when, especially when I didn't want to. Um, and then about 11 or 12, yeah, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to sing or I want to play the drums. That was my other, that would be cool, <laughs> wouldn't it? Like, uh, you know, tomboy growing up, like, yeah, girl playing good drums. That's so cool. Because um, I didn't see much of that in my, you know, life, I suppose. Like women taking those sorts of um, more active roles in music as well. Not just the sort of like... Look nice and women. Sick. <laughs> Yeah, wear turquoise and beads and be really good at making cupcakes. I was never any of those <laughs> things. So I just struggled to fit in. <laughs> but um, but music is the way that I did, you know, and I had amazing mentors above me who looked after me in terms of 
I mean, spiritually as well, like, and everything. Everyone's praying for you. And it's all quite an intense experience. Very beautiful when you're in it. And that's all you know. Oh, sorry, for me, it was very beautiful. Then I left and I, it's been a whole journey. But it, I mean, I have got so much to write about. Um, but that was a pinnacle moment for me anyway. And then I decided I don't want to do piano anymore. I want to do singing. My mum thought, whatever, not really taking you seriously, but okay, do both. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> double the workload. Okay. Um, so I started singing lessons with two other girls at the same time. And the teacher that was like through Kent Music School, um, through my secondary school. And uh, I was 12 or 13 with two other girls for a 20 minute lesson every week. And that, let me tell you now from experience, I will never teach a group like that because it it is so hard. It's so hard as a student and it's so hard as a teacher to manage mm. three different students within a 20 minute lesson um, on three completely different levels, you know, and, um, yeah, it was cool. It taught me some stuff and it taught me some awareness as well, because I thought my teacher said to my mom, Hannah needs to have lessons on her own. This isn't working. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm so bad. And she said, no, you need training. The other girls need to learn to sing a note. And I thought, oh, okay. Right that put things into perspective for me slightly. So it was like, I need to focus on me. I need to focus on my voice. I'm going to take this seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, at, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever it was, 13, I think. And then, yeah, kept playing piano. Didn't love the exams, but did as much as I needed to do. Um, and just kind of used piano to enable my writing, to enable um, my singing scales and all that sort of stuff. I've had five, six, seven, don't know, eight singing teachers over my life <clears throat> quite consistently I'll try and stay with someone for as long as I can um if if it's working because that's good relationship is good consistency is good um but yeah I did classical singing um for a lot of that so it was like Italian and Spanish and German <laughs> and uh, Latin and stuff like that and I you know started doing a couple of a couple of um concerts and stuff and I just sort of very quickly was funneled into right okay you're going to go to to music college and you're um sorry to university you're going to study opera and piano and da 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 oh yeah of course I'm going to do that yeah um <laughs> I didn't do very well at music at school actually because it was all just essays on Vaughan Williams which gave me loads of awareness of music but no chance for expression so that's where the writing came from mm. at home I've been writing things on piano since I started playing piano mum would always put like a picture or something I've done this with Albert put a picture in front of me and say right write me a piece of music that sounds like that <laughs> mm. looks nice. you know <laughs> like okay what do you mean like and she'd say I don't know work it out okay I'm gonna come back in 20 minutes and see what you got it's so funny it's like my mum was almost like without knowing it running these songwriting sessions for me when I was really That's young cool. and then yeah did opera did classical stuff didn't I didn't go as far with that as I could have done because I just um I think I kind of lost interest. I thought I was going to go and do all this classical music. I did my grade eight within three months um, because of my amazing teacher, Dawn Freer, who, um, rest in peace, cool lady. She was such a staunch lady. I mean, she was tough. Like, yeah, she was old when she was teaching me, maybe 75 or something. And, and I'd get something wrong, sing something wrong. Oh, sorry, Dawn. Don't say sorry. Get it right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, wow, you know, it's all yeah. this sort of... Yeah, she was pretty old school, but she was lovely too, if you got it right. Um, but yeah, she you had to really work hard for her and she got me through my grade eight in three months. I then, at the time, looked at my UCAS forms, uh, which is like all your university application stuff. Um, and I was offered these different places at, here and there. Um... 
And I just thought, at the time, I thought, God's telling me not to do this. And maybe it was me telling me not to do it. Maybe it was the universe. Maybe it was someone in the corner. But, <laughs> you know, there was this overriding feeling of like, you, you like, don't do this. This isn't for you. So I just rejected all of my applications. <laughs> after all that, after so much, I just rejected all my applications, said, no, thank you. Didn't defer anything, just left it. And then I took a year out, joined, uh, so much to talk about. Yeah, joined this, um, it's called Year of Training with Jubilee Church. And it was very, uh, I mean, a lot of incredibly, incredibly jubilant and on fire Christians, um, <laughs> you know, totally, totally living life to the full, John 3.16, and uh, all of that sort of stuff. But it it was very, very, very intense and very, very, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, um, I suppose, but I'd want to talk about my experience. And I think I've recently learned like that's allowed. Um, that, yeah, yeah, it is allowed. You know, you speak your truth. It's important. And yeah, it taught me a lot. There's a lot of life principles there. It was like a live-in thing. It's basically 24 hours a day. We did plenty of like, you know, go away and spend two weeks in the woods with no phone. Watch, you don't know what time of day it is. You don't eat a meal. You know, you've got to forage or, you you know, you've all got to keep the fire going for a week with no, everyone's got to take sleeping shifts and this sort of stuff or wash in the river. And oh God, I mean, a lot of things that were really exciting too. Bungee jumps. And, <laughs> really? Um, you know, facing your fears. Yeah. We, yeah, we had a face your fears week. So we did, and you had to earn the t-shirt at the end um, by doing all of these things, including, yeah, bungee jumping, potholing, loads of, loads of stuff. I won't go into it now, but... Um, What's crazy is, uh, Hannah, how do you go from like, um, taking a year off and doing something like that to today where you, well, not today, but right before the pandemic when you were actually touring with yeah. a metal cover band, right? It's right, kind of right, like right. Yeah. opposite. It's flip yeah. side. It's totally different. Yeah, it is. So uh, yeah, bit by bit. So I guess I should, I'll speed up here. So uh, left year of training, totally galvanized and feeling like, oh my gosh, but actually having all my principles now confused and losing a lot of my identity. Joined a music college, um, ACM in Guildford. Nice. Was there for two years, did a vocal degree. And um, there's some criticisms of that place. There's some criticisms of every music institution because, you know, <laughs> how do you put art down into a grid of yeah. 70%, 60%? You know, it's not a funnel system the way that a lot of education is. Um, so despite my criticisms, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about technique. I learned a lot about how to articulate what I was doing with my voice. There's things that I didn't, know that I was doing that's like oh that's what's happening that's the anatomy behind that oh that's healthy or that's unhealthy um a lot of trash too a lot of you know you've got to wear this and you've got to, no you don't like things have changed even since then you've got to just be the best you that you can be because yeah. otherwise you're going to try really hard to be someone else and then fall back to oh my gosh now I'm lost what do I do now you've got to go back and find yourself and Anyway, right. No, it's, but it's an important topic though. And yeah, definitely very true. Just be yourself. It so. is. Mm. Yeah. Um, two years at music college. Okay, right. What happens next? What happens after this? Um, I met Rabir there as well. So we, um, we've been together nearly 10 years, nearly. Bloody hell. Um, I know, yeah. Um, so that's a decade. Uh, yeah, so I met him at music college. I think I'm lucky to be with somebody who's also a musician and understands the musician's 
mindset and lifestyle, though we still have huge differences between us and our approaches to music and all sorts. Um, mindset too. But uh, yeah, met him and then his friends who had all moved down from Yorkshire as a band to try and kind of like make it in the South. Um, as a lot of people, I think, sort of like, oh, we're going to go to music college, we're going to make it or, you know, it's going to provide us with this opportunity. But we were moving out of a time. Uh, well, I mean, the internet was already around then. Excuse me. But it wasn't normal for people to be like, there was no such thing as an influencer. There was no such thing as a YouTuber, really. Um, I had a YouTube channel primarily to, oh uh, yeah, I guess to share music with like a small community of people that I originally had. It was way back when I had braces. So my channel was like super old and I've like ditched videos and put new ones on and ditched videos and put new <laughs> ones on um, loads of times or a few times. But yeah, I had like in my first video, I think braces. I was like six, 16, 17. The video's upside down and reversed or something <laughs> so that nobody could like oh, wow. hear my song. Um, yeah, and there was a guy, it's like Muscovado something. I wish I could remember his name. Um, he was an amazingly encouraging person on YouTube and it sort of just made me feel like, yes, this is a good safe space to just try things out. And there was no audience then, so it was cool. Okay, sorry, fast forward. ACM, yeah, how are you going to promote yourself? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? They were talking at the time, as was, I suppose, still rele relevant, more about session musician work and how to network and how to this and how to that. Like, honestly, it's about just being a nice guy nice person to a lot of people and just being somebody that you know people are happy to work with and have a nice time around and they feel good and safe around you and all these things you know um and you bring something you bring your thing like I want Rabir to come and play on this because he brings Rabir not because he can play like this person that sounds a bit like that and can you make this sound whatever though he can he's versatile too and that's useful how did that sort of like take off afterwards? right yeah yeah, so, okay, so yeah, that's what YouTube, so yeah, did ACM, did a couple of videos here and there, me and Beer might do a cover video together. We met Rob Chapman at the time, he started a YouTube channel, Rabir started a YouTube channel because Rob was like, do it man, let's play together, let's jam. That's a whole story he can tell another time. Um, and then I kind of, yeah, I already had my YouTube channel and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll put some more videos up again then, yeah. And so we kind of, in our community of young galvanized musicians, I'm going to use that word galvanized again, uh, <laughs> musicians, you know, who are just like, you know, you still haven't got the responsibilities so much of like your home life and your, I don't know, whatever responsibilities you have, dog, bills, partner, job, all these things. When you're just freshly come from being a student, mm. it's sort of like, you know, the world's your oyster, isn't it? So we thought London or Brighton for music. And so we came down to Brighton. Okay, we moved to Brighton and then uh, I always kept a foot in retail, actually. Like I was working at Lush when I was a student and then I, which is a, like a, you know, cosmetics, yeah. natural-ish, ish cosmetics company. Um, yeah, taught me a lot about being around people and being like, oh my gosh, like we could just be massive <laughs> with our like personalities. And then like, look at this bath bomb. It's amazing. I mean, really all the things that have pushed me out of my comfort zone to make me more experienced in music. You know, there's so many things that have got nothing to do with music, got nothing to do with gigging, singing, audiences. It's just, it's a it's, again, I'm going to say it again, a mindset thing, a principles thing, an ethics it's life thing. life itself, right? It's um, just learning stuff. You you can learn right. stuff everywhere, can't you? So, 
Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. Um, so I think some of it's right place, right time, and some of it is the grind, and some of it is just being willing to try, I think, in this instance. So, awesome. yeah, YouTube-wise, I probably had, I think, six or 7,000 subs, subscribers, six or seven, sorry, six or 7,000 subscribers um, on YouTube that I generated through, yeah, doing a few covers here and there. I wasn't super regular with my posts. Um, I've got, I don't know. 40 videos maybe on YouTube or something. Um, and it's been there for more than 10 years. Uh, so I've been very sparing with my content. I think the fact that it's covers, maybe that helps with discovery initially. Um, people like to hear a song they know done in a different way. We like the new familiar mm. as people. We like that. Um, that's why we use cliches in songwriting and stuff totally. because people like, you know, yeah, yeah people understand And how do you it. go from those 6, 7K to... How many do you have now? 130 or something? Okay. I think it's about 150k now. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so we, um, I've been over to the NAM show a couple of times with Rabir and done, you know, a bit of, I'll do a day on the booth for this company or that company and then cruise around and film some stuff on my YouTube channel, which I never end up putting online because of various things that we'll get to. But um, yeah, uh, I, we met Leo Maracchioli who's the Frog Leap Studios guy um, at NAMM a couple of years ago. And then I think he was working with Chapman, who Beer is also working with or an artist with. Um, and we just, yeah, made friends pretty quick, I guess. And particularly him and Rabir met and had some time working on some collabs together. And then Leo said, hey, do you guys want to come visit? Come stay with me and my family. And we said, yeah, let's do it. So we went over, met him and his family, who are beautiful in Norway, which is beautiful. Mm, stunning. I don't know what it is. I feel so tied to that place, to just to Norway in general. <laughs> I look at the earth from like the plane. I think I've said this to you before. I'm just like, I just want to be in the earth there. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe bury me there one day. I don't know. But um, it's so beautiful and it's yeah. so honest as landscape. I, I don't know. Anyway, so very inspiring and puts things into perspective. And <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, we were there having a lovely time and I think I got a shower or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get dressed. And um, Leah said, hey, we're working on a cover. Do you want to come do some vocals on it? I said, sure. And the previous time he'd visited us in Brighton, we were sitting in a bar, which used to be the Blue Man. It's not there anymore. It was so cool. Uh, we'd sit in there and Toto Africa came on and we were like, dude, dude, have you done uh -huh. this yet? He was like, no, I haven't. And we were like, you have to, you have to do the song, do it. So we thought he'd go home and do it that week. And then, you know, weeks later or months later, whenever we went to visit him, he said, yeah, I'm doing this song. You guys want to come and play? And it was the Toto cover. So yeah, we did that. And then overnight, or not overnight, I, you know, it was released or whatever. I went away to a festival with some friends. We went to Arc Tangent, Brea was playing and some other guys. And I didn't have any signal really on my phone, but I still had my notifications on, my email notifications for subscribers on YouTube because it was like, you know, rare. So <laughs> I didn't bother turning that thing off. Oh, cool. A new subscriber. Oh, cool. A new subscriber. Oh, that's cool. Oh, another subscriber. What's happening? Fell asleep. Woke up in the morning. My phone had obviously collected a patch of like um, service somewhere. And I, I could not get to the bottom of the... Um, lock screen on the wow. notification. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like showing beer. I was like, look. And he was like, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, what? Wow. What, what's happening? Like, he was just kind of like, what? And we literally could not get to the bottom of this thing. Literally. Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, so That's I got, crazy. I think it was like 10,000 subs in a week or two weeks or something like that. And then that went up to 
Yeah, now it's at 150k, and I think I think after doing the Dance Monkey video as well, maybe there was a little boost of 20k or something like that. But um, really, right place, right time, having a good time, working with friends, and you know, it just it was a good song choice. I think it was. Uh, you can yeah. t- I guess tell that we were kind of having fun. I was still kind of getting to know Leo as well. Being knew him better than I did, so I was a bit self conscious, a bit like. Ugh got comments on the video like look at her greasy hair it's like no I literally just got out of the shower it's still wet so please <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah haters everywhere just everyone's got something them. to say but yeah because yeah, yeah. honestly um, Leah and I when we were you know talking about having you on the podcast and stuff and, and doing a bit of research I uh, checked the video mm. uh, the total one and it's yeah. sitting at 48 million that's plays. That's so insane. Like, that's yeah. That is ridiculous. It doesn't really compute that. I don't think that really computes. That's really weird for my brain. Like, um, I'm still sat here sort of thinking like, oh, yeah, and I got 150K or whatever subs now. That's uh, for, quite scary, actually, that there's that many people going, come on and do something. Um, <laughs> but also... Do you feel the pressure, Hannah? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes. But that's why I've just, honestly, I wasn't sure about what I was doing. And so this this whole audience, which was amazing, just arrived what felt like pretty much overnight. And I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I think that's the main problem. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, so I made a little bit of content. Look at this, look at that. Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. I guess I should show my face um, and do a couple covers and stuff. But I just my, personally, my personal life, um, I had a massive mental health dive around that time. And so I just, you know, it's such a blessing. and It was amazing and all this opportunity. And I just wasn't in a place that was ready for it. Um, mm. So I had to take a step back and just work with, you know, work with like you, Albert, work with people one on one, just be a real human in the world um, and not try and think about what does everyone want to see? What should I make? Where's all these metal people come from when I'm kind of more of a, I'm a acoustic-y, soul-y, sort of, I don't know, just a bit of a weird artist. I'm, I'm, I'm an arty artist, I suppose. So if you give me a guitar with two strings on it and it sounds horrible I'm not guaranteeing I can make anything amazing but I will write you something you know I will Um, and I will it's about using what you've got and and meeting yourself where you are and I think that's what I wasn't realizing that I could do at the time is just work with what I've got Um, so yeah took a big took a big crash with that anyway and then now after the last how many years have been scraping myself back together and trying to learn to be you know patient and kind and practice self-love and all these things and not be so striving and I think I think many of your questions actually, Albert, can be answered here with a similar thing. And it's not to do a blanket statement, but is it's been a mindset thing for me. So like, yeah. trust mm. bigger than YouTube, trust bigger than your plan, trust bigger than, you know, I'm not trusting in any God right now because I just have no idea what I think about any of that stuff now. But I have to put that trust somewhere. And I think that has to be in me and the future. And so me taking this big break, everybody's saying to me, you're just wasting your time. You're wasting this opportunity. Why aren't you just doing this? Everybody, you know, meaning well, you could just do this video. Oh, I'll help you. I'll do this. I'll do that. Uh, I didn't know what I needed to do. So, and then, yeah, touring and the frog leap thing, obviously that is not particularly hiding, is it? But it's, um, it's a real life experience. I'm not there editing and, and making these things like trying to work out my jam, my vibe, my niche. And that's one of the reasons I hadn't made content because I didn't have, I didn't feel I had a niche. My niche, my audience are very niche. Um, Lovely, hairy metal guys, you know, 98% (laughs) or something like that dudes on my channel. And I'm also like, where are the women? Like, 
where are my ladies at um, on my channel? All my audience is male pretty much. So when I get another subscriber, if I ever see like my my female <laughs> percentage go up, I'm like, come on, <laughs> come on women. Like you're welcome here. Like, please. Um, but then, yeah, I think I'm, I'm just, it's really easy. And especially now with TikTok and everything and everybody's an influencer and everybody feels like they have to make content. And it's like yeah. weird if you don't. Um, just like there's so much bump and yeah there's you can make a social media plan yeah you can come up with the best ideas for content and all this sort of stuff but that will burn out and it will be boring and it will be work if you don't do it from a place of I love what I do and that's where like Leo comes from for example mm. the reason he can churn out a video like he does <clears throat> excuse me and a tune like he does every week is because he still loves what he does he just yeah. he just mm. loves it whether he has one person watching or three and a half million or whatever he's got now is like he just loves what he does um, and wants to make people smile. So I think keep it simple. If you're asking for like any sort of advice, anybody or anybody wants to know any advice that's listening, keep it simple and just be yourself. Like stay in touch with yourself. Meet yourself where you're at. Have goals. Yes, have intentions. Make plans. Mm. But until you've done the first step of that plan, the rest of it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I could say, I want to release an album. I want to do this. I want to do that. This year I've gone, I can't release an album until I'm happy with all my songs. So I'm going to go through all of my songs and make sure I'm really happy with them. I've come away now from that space of being emotionally invested in them so much. And it, I think, again, mindset, I'm going to come back to mindset or principles, I guess. Principles over plans, let's say that, because I think it's just, it, the more I wrestle, the more I feel frustrated, the more I try and work out what I have to do with this next bit of music mm. or it's got to change the world or it's got to whatever. Nah, it's just got to come from you and that's all. Yeah. Um, you just need to enjoy the process and enjoy making it and, and feel yeah. like it is the right mm. thing, right? And at the end of the day, that's what you're saying and it applies to absolutely everything. It's, Totes, yeah. yeah just, just do what feels right. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's also my advice because... Um, and especially on the YouTube and social media stuff and so on, I think we all, and I'm the first one who does this, by the way, but we all tend to forget that behind that camera, mm -hmm. there's a person, yeah. right? And With real life stuff going on that then exactly. there's always something, right? This is also a principle that I live by. There is always something that you don't know that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. In every situation, mm. right? In every situation. But well, something else I would say as well on, on just on the subject of, uh, I don't know, getting ahead, pretty, pushing your music out there, wanting to gain a social media following, not to have a social media following, but to have an audience to share your music with and a community to share your personal values and ethics with. I'm not going to sit down and like preach to my audience, but I am going to say positive things because I want to be positive mm. you know um, for example yeah. um, or be empowering um, so that, I, I promise you I didn't write that word down um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh being flexible is the other thing I was going to say so being able to adapt and being flexible um, and just trying things just be willing to try yeah. is huge I think I, I think that's that earlier, the best but yeah. advice you could give anyone really that yeah. works and, Totally. And I think asking people that you trust for their opinion and stuff as well, like, you so know, you cool. can go out there and ask 25 different people and you'll get really confused because you will get different views on everything mm. from everybody. Um, so go to your one, two, three, maybe people that you trust. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think of this? Do you like this? What do you think I should do? Okay, interesting. I'm not doing that. But it's interesting you said that. I'm doing my thing. I'm making it this way. Um, 
Anyway, obviously, like I said, I'm on the self-empowerment mission today. So I do think it's really important to collaborate. I do think it's really important to work with other musicians to exercise plenty of different muscles as a musician. But um, but also just for that special space. Like, oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to be in a room yeah. with my bandmates or with anybody and just playing music at the same time. I haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, really soon. hopefully soon. Hopefully cool soon. Cool on that. I guess on that very positive note of us thinking, probably, maybe, we can get together with all the people soon and share a room and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, shall we pick the word of the day? Yes. Shall we do that? I know this is quite funny because uh, before we started the, the podcast, Hannah has written down uh, one word. <laughs> and I guess Leah and I are going to try to... Guess it come up with a word and, and guess it right yeah <laughs> you could yeah you could do that i mean i feel like i've got a secondary word you know I've got, there's a word from before and i've got a word now for after so what yeah maybe Ooh. you guys what do you what do you guys think is the word and uh, i'm gonna go with mindset it's very sure. similar it's principles yeah, yeah. principles yeah principles right. yeah principles <laughs> over, principles over plans so, so yeah, yeah. Em- empower yourself. I want to say, yeah, empowerment is my word of the day. Is just, just like, mm. yeah, and all this head trash and all these thinking and all this, all this kind of like all these variables on variables and options on options of different things, decisions that we have to make and mm. all this pressure and uh, just as soon as you feel yourself in that flap, just come back and go principles over plants. Who am I? Yeah, I'm cool oh, or whatever. Like, I have harmony. I have balance. Or I am joyful or I am whatever it is I know I don't want to be super wishy-washy mm-hmm. but yeah yeah no I think that's principles mindset because as long as you, if you know yourself and what your principles are there's no way you can get lost in the whole I don't know just right. rush of everything around you being like you should be this you should be that you should be sounding like this you should be sounding like that and your visuals should be like that yeah. and you should be more like this so it's just like good to have stuff like that that just keeps you grounded and I think yeah, that's, that's definitely the best yeah. take Stay away. human. Stay yeah. real, basically. Stay real. Um, <laughs> stay real, stay strong, all those things. But yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this has been so great to talk to you guys. I have so many thank things. Thank you so much, so many We should I definitely have like, do yeah, another no, one <laughs> with you about like another topic. We can, yeah. Because obviously you've, you're doing so many things and we can never fit into one session. So, Right. I think it's more on me, really, uh, just for going off on those tangents. But thank but it's you. Been really great. Yeah, but there was Kindness. like a lot, a lot of like <laughs> really lot. good yeah. points, you know, and I'm very good at voice in there. So, so yeah, no, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And and yeah, guys, go and and uh, comment hashtag mindset on you know my social media, Leah's uh, and Hannah's as well. So. Is it is it a tiny underscore hugs? Yes, t- yeah, at tiny underscore hugs. We're discussing whether to change it at the minute because in a couple of weeks I will be releasing Ooh. covers. You can already hear them all on YouTube, but everybody keeps saying, "Please put them on Spotify." So I've dragged my files out from my old laptops and things as much as I can. Incredible. They're all going out in a couple of weeks. Websites being launched, all that awesome. stuff, and then. We're on to the originals plan, but we'll talk about that. Yay! Awesome. Ooh. Right. Well, thank yeah, you so looking much. Looking forward to hear that. For listening, everyone. Thanks, thank Go you. Go and guys. check Hannah out because she's going to have some banging stuff for you in a very yeah. short time. So, yeah. And thank you so much for being on this podcast, Hannah. It's really, really good to meet you. And thank you, Hannah. That's been lovely having you. Thank you so much for yeah. having me. No, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Lots of love to you both. And right. uh, <laughs> yeah. Until next time or. Until uh, in real life. 
Cool. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. And we'll Bye. see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Cheers. Bye.